Cubes in Space, 1922. Artist unknown. Steel and other unknown material. Attention! Cubes in Space is an interactive exhibit. Minors must be accompanied by an adult at all times while exploring the exhibit. Minors must be accompanied by an adult at all times while on the estate grounds. But in case you have forgotten that rule or have chosen to ignore it, kindly remember to watch your children because our staff will not. This installation has been a fixture of the museum since the earliest days of its construction. As with the Green Woman, which you have already seen, cubes appeared without warning and without a single witness to tell the tale of how it came to be. Even more impressively than the Green Woman, which appeared at some time during the night when all staff had retired for the evening, this piece materialized during the construction team's union-mandated lunch break. When they returned to continue with their work, the network of floating steel cube frames that you see before you had appeared. Each one exactly six feet, three and one quarter inches on all sides, and all unsupported by any additional structure. Experts ranging from civil engineers to illusionists were brought to the estate to determine the source of the cube's sustained levitation. Some hovering only a few inches above the ground, some nearly brushing the ceiling, and countless more in between. None could give a satisfactory answer for how they remained suspended, and no one since then has been able to determine the answer either. What those teams of investigators did discover, though, after much trial and error, was what has made this item of our collection a must-visit for people from all over the world. Go on, step inside Cube 1. It's perfectly safe. Just remember to follow the signs indicating which side of each cube to step through. Not all of them possess the same teleportational power. And while the gallery attendants are equipped with a number of fire brigade safety nets, the estate cannot be held liable if they don't catch you in time. So do make sure to read the instructions carefully, please. There you go! As easy as that! You are now standing in Cube 2, located approximately 8 feet above the ground at the northern end of the hall. Don't be alarmed if you look down and see yourself standing on empty air. As I said before, it's perfectly safe up here. Cube 3 gives an interesting perspective, don't you think? It's not often that you get to look up at the ground. And from here you can really appreciate the tile mosaic on the gallery floor designed by Cube 4 is a tricky one. From Cube 5, you can see Cube 6. Cube. Attention, please do not run through the exhibit. This is for your own safety and for the safety of others. If you are afraid of heights, perhaps you should read the fine print more closely next time. If you wish to exit Cubes in Space, please proceed calmly through the remaining cubes. The final cube, Cube 13, will transport you either to the exhibit entrance, where you began, or to the Godfrey gift shop. It's about a 50-50 chance where you will end up. In the event that you are separated from your party, please notify the nearest Godfrey staff member wherever you rematerialize, and they will help to reunite you all. Thank you. Attention Godfrey guests. It has been brought to the attention of our staff that all restrooms on the premises have switched genders. While the signs designating men's, women's, and family restrooms remain the same as before, the interiors of these rooms have changed. Please note that, for the foreseeable future, the women's restrooms will contain both stalls and urinals, 
The men's restrooms will contain only stalls, but two extra infant changing tables. And the family restrooms are now only accessible to single patrons. It remains unclear whether this refers to single in the eyes of the law, single in the romantic sense, or single in the singular being sense. But any unmarried yet coupled patrons should proceed with caution before using the restrooms designated as family. As for the men's and women's restrooms, we urge our guests, as we have always done, to use whichever facility best serves their needs. Almost as if gender is an arbitrary construct that is collectively assigned to people and things by the society from which they come. A society which is, itself, a construct. While we understand the current situation may make some guests uncomfortable, we trust that the discomfort of your full bladder, and from the spaghetti bolognese from the cafe, will help you get over it in due time. Thank you in advance for your understanding. The Fireside Angel, 1937. Max Ernst, Oil on Canvas. There is no knowing where dreams spring from or why they appear as they do, but rumor has it that Max Ernst started work on this painting shortly after a visit here to the estate as a personal guest of Annabel Godfrey. His stay only lasted a couple of days, yet, according to reputable sources, it left a lasting impression on him, evidenced most clearly in the Fireside Angel. When looking at this work, it is easy to see why Max Ernst rose to the forefront of the Surrealist movement. The dreamlike quality that defines Surrealism, the distilling of the subconscious into something tangible and real, is evident in the painting before you. The angel of the title is anything but angelic, at least in how the common conception of that word is understood. The angel, or creature as seems to be a more apt description, flails its massive arms and legs, its beak-like jaw open wide in its apparent excitement. The landscape beyond it that serves as a backdrop is a flat, empty expanse, with only the suggestion of a mountain range interrupting the low line of the horizon. Impossibly far off in the distance, its very essence is as changeable as a dream. Tattered fabric turns to flesh, turns to unknowable substances. Is the secondary figure on the left-hand side of the painting a separate entity from the one at the center? One that is trying to pull itself out of the angel's orbit of chaos? Or is it being absorbed into the creature's mass to become one more appendage on an already motley construction? It is interesting to note that this painting has a secondary title, The Triumph. The exuberant posture of the creature suggests that it is the fireside angel's triumph. You can almost hear the victorious howl bellowing out of its wide, toothy maw. You can imagine its echo, uninterrupted as it carries across the vast expanse of empty land stretching as far as the eye can see. It also begs the question, what or who was defeated? If surrealism is the art of dreams made real, what dreams visited Ernst during his time here at the estate? What visions appeared before him? What voices whispered to him in the deepest parts of the night, when all else is quiet and still that prompted this painting, in which victory and emptiness clash in vivid detail? 
Perhaps those voices and visions still wait here for the next person receptive to their message. Perhaps, if you listen very closely, you just might hear them too. Thank you for listening to the Godfrey Audio Guide. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Nicole Knudsen, with sound design and editing by James Ferrero. Enjoying your trip to the estate? To keep up with the Godfrey, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Godfrey Guide. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting app of choice. If you're interested in becoming a sustaining member of the show, make sure to visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash thegodfreyaudioguide. In addition to our various membership tiers, you'll also find full episode transcripts for any who wish to read them. Until next time, friends, see you back at the museum. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.